This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. to the Glenn Beck program. It is Thursday. There's a lot on our plate. Trump is now in court for closing arguments in his New York City fraud trial, which I, uh, you know, when there is no victim of the fraud, I don't know how they continue with the uh, trial, as we found out from uh, one of the testimonies of Deutsche Bank. No, we expect this from all clients. That's why we do our own homework. Uh, But they're still going. He was wanting to give his final argument himself judge overruled said he can't do it uh so we'll see what happens today uh, final arguments in his fraud trial today it'd be one down and eight hundred and seventy thousand to go but we also have news on a new blaze media documentary it is on colony ridge if you don't remember what that is colony ridge is a uh, is a housing development that is beyond your imagination large okay larger than manhattan uh and they are selling homes to new citizens i'm going to take you through that but the documentary is open today uh for blaze tv subscribers and i will tell you that uh i think everybody's gotten this story wrong everybody's tried to make it about you know the murders or you know the uh cartels that's not the story. The story really is entirely different and ties directly to you. You watch it in a Blaze original, our documentary on uh, Colony Ridge, hosted by me and uh, and my uh, my chief researcher. You don't want to miss it. It's available now on Blaze TV. If you're not a member yet, go to blazetv.com slash Glenn and make sure you use the promo code Colony Ridge. Colony Ridge is the promo code. You'll save 30 bucks. All right. We get to Peter Giedel, who is um, the uh, managing editor for Blaze Return. That is our tech column uh, on uh, on Blaze.com. And he is at the Consumer Electronics Show. He's there to check out what are the trends, what's coming, how is AI affecting 
Are you seeing anything about cryptocurrency? What is happening with uh, Bitcoin, etc.? What's on the horizon this year? He's going to be joining us here in just a second. First, internet scams come in all shapes and sizes. And while all of them are bad, some are just downright despicable. Most recent nefarious one is fake charities claiming to provide aid to those caught in the Middle East conflict. As somebody whose company actually works to help those people, I find this would... Uh, especially sickening and galling. Just another reason to make sure you're protected online. Your personal information gets exposed so often, making it dangerously easy for a cyber criminal to steal your identity. Protecting yourself can be easy with LifeLock by Norton. LifeLock detects and alerts you to the threads you might not spot on your own. Things like loans being taken out in your name or cyber criminals pretending to be you. If you do become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist is going to work to fix it. It's easy to protect yourself now with LifeLock. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. That's promo code BECK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Promo code BECK. Peter Giedel, uh, he is the managing editor for Return for Blaze Media. He is also a tech journalist, magazine editor, essayist. He covers human stories in the digital age, from crypto to AI to transhumanism. He lives in Colorado. Hello, Peter. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thank you so much for, for having me on today. Uh, by the way, uh, big fan. Love, love your writing. You just did something on... Uh, uh, virtual sex, uh, one of the essays, and it was unbelievable and unbelievably spot on. So, big fan. Thank you very much. That's uh, that's very kind. That uh, researching that story was it was tough talking to a lot of uh, young men who were who are dealing with an addiction yeah. addiction right now. It's uh, it was it was tough, but uh, yeah, it's it's crazy what's happening in that space and where society is yeah. going. Yeah. Um, pornography uh so tell me you're at the consumer electronics show what what is the feeling there on what's new exciting spooky what what's happening um well it's i mean you you know consumer electronics show it always is rolling out some of the coolest new tech we'll see in the year you know they've they've rolled out the vcr and uh home video game systems in the past um i'm seeing a lot of AI everything. They're trying to to integrate artificial intelligence, large large language models, with every conceivable type of technology and gadget. Now, I mean, most of these things are okay. Do you need AI for your toilet? Probably not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but I think we're definitely going to see some products that break through and are u- utilizing this technology in ways. Um, that will have transformative effects on society. Like what? Um, you know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of integrations coming of you know there's there's forward facing consumer products like ChatGPT that that people are using, and you know sometimes it's silly stuff like making photos. But I think there's a lot in the background of like you know companies that are creating AI that could do a lot of contract work that a lot of lawyers how, do now. How far away are we from a personal assistant that is really good? 
I, in my opinion, we're, we're very close. We're, I, I, there's some products here already that are utilizing AI to basically interact with your apps. So instead of, instead of researching best flights, you know, if you're trying to go to New York City for vacation, you can just tell the AI to find the app and book your plane. And it just does it with one touch. Wow. So I think it's, it's very reasonable to think in within 18 months, we're going to see an assistant that's very competent and is taking away a lot of menial tasks away from, away from a person. Have you seen the uh, doll Moxie yet? <laughs> um, unfortunately it is burned in my <laughs> brain. I, yes. Terrifying, I right? Terrifying. Yes. Okay. So Absolutely. this is a doll for children. It's a robot doll for children. Explain. Yeah, so I, I wrote about this uh, in, a, in a diary for uh, On Return, and it was in the Amazon, like, home of the future. So, you know, it's got all kinds of creepy Amazon Alexa integrated tech where your bed is watching you at night, and uh, you're, you can talk to Alexa, pumps its voice um, into your head through glasses, so, you know, standard Amazon stuff. But then I got to the Moxie and it's, I mean, it, it, you almost have to see it in person to, to really realize how creepy it is. But it's this small robot with this human-like face um, that's on a screen, but it's all integrated with ChatGPT4 and it's designed to talk to children. And I mean, if you if you go on YouTube, there's a lot of clips of it asking kids very creepy, weird questions, and it was incredibly disconcerting. Yeah, and but good news is it'll go up to the cloud, and uh, all of that information about your child will be there forever, uh, which is <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and and the good thing is you don't have to uh, you know you don't have to raise your kid anymore. You can right. just rely on this robot to do yeah. it for you. Thank you, Amazon. That's great. Um, it, what is the um, what's the talk about central bank digital currencies and you know kind of the uh, we're going to make all of your problems disappear. Just give us everything you are. Absolutely. There's you know there there's some talk of it. You know a lot, a lot of people. It's hard to get them on record. You know they express fears and concerns, even with, you know, they work at these tech companies, but obviously they don't want to go on record. Um, you know, the CBDC, I would encourage your listeners to do some research. There's a great, we have some articles on return kind of summarizing in their own words, all the people who are advocating for this technology. Um, so it's kind of this, this sort of Damocles that's hanging over everything. But one thing I'll, I'll say that I was noticing is there's, a ton of companies that are harvesting biometric data, your health, your health things, and then what they're doing with that technology or with that information, you, no one knows. There's a there's a mirror, like a literal black mirror, mm. um, <laughs> called uh, Bear. It's, it's by a company called Barracuda. Be mind. And when you wake up in the morning, it will use technology to read your mood and what you're kind of thinking almost. And then, you know, give you soothing music to make you feel better because the mirror can tell that you're having a bad 
uh, <laughs> depression wow. or a bad day. And then, you know, th- again, they're harvesting all of this data and what they're going to use it for and assuming that it's going to be tied in to digital health records and then into the CBDCs, to me, is not a big leap. I think that that's, it's really right around the corner. Yeah, I tell you, the, the digital IDs are, are truly, between that and CBDC, it just shuts everything down. I mean, the total control of your life. Absolutely. Um, I was just looking at the, um, the latest return. You can just search for it, just Google return blaze, and you'll see it. The ultimate guide uh, to escaping the surveillance state. Possible, even? Is that possible? It's very difficult, but there are there are some steps, you know, within that piece and other places online. There's things that you can start doing now to protect your digital identity, your privacy, and your sovereignty. Hmm. Um, uh, X seeks to disclose FBI surveillance requests to users. Is another story. Tech leaders building a city in California not at all worried about. Uh, public backlash or accusations of foreign ties, says the CEO. Um, uh, let's see. Some of the other stories. I mean, just just really great. And your diary from CES, day one, AI, everything. Um, are you generally optimistic as a human being uh, seeing all of this stuff or not? In, I mean, I would say in, in general, I'm somebody who got into tech journalism because I actually generally love technology. And I think that there's some really cool and amazing things that we can create with this. I mean, I, I saw this company there. Actually, several companies are creating kind of like haptic feedback uh, canes for blind children that will give them a signal if there's someone in front of them just by kind of buzzing. Mm. Um on their hand. And it's, they were saying it's like really revolutionizing and helping, you know, blind children. So there, you know, obviously there's a ton of technology that's beautiful and incredible and makes our lives better each day. But there are, there are really some trends that are very concerning about just technocratic monopolistic giant company control, government control over your life. And they're going to be wielding, a lot of power with this information and this digital control. And I mean, you've talked about this in your books and on your show over the years. And it's, we really have to be on guard about what's coming and, you know, try to resist it as much as we can. Cause it is here. I mean, we are at, I think we've already taken our first step over the threshold into a lot of this tech that quickly can uh, enslave us in ways that you can't even imagine today. Absolutely. Peter. And I mean, I think that, no, go ahead. ahead. Finish. Oh, I was just, you know, I think the, you know, James Polos founded return. Uh, He's the host of zero hour. Mm -hmm. And, you know, our, our goal is to, to try and hold on to our humanity in the digital age. And, you know, it's hard, but it's worthwhile. Peter, uh, Giedel. He is blaze media managing editor for return. Uh, the tech magazine put out by Blaze. You can get it if you're a Blaze TV Plus subscriber. If you Google it, you're you're going to be able to find uh, at least the, one of the later episodes, the latest episode, I think, today, or the latest uh, edition of it. Um, Peter, thank you very much. 
Thank you very much. When it comes to your mobile carrier, if you had to choose between great service or giving your money to a company that believes in your values, which would you choose? Uh, tough question. Used to be, I didn't care what a company uh, was doing. I, you know, I was in the, in the old days. We all kind of agreed on things, you know. No, we really didn't. A lot of people were just keeping that to themselves. That's why freedom of speech is so important. Wait a minute, you believe what? Now, there is good news. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you are defending the Constitution. You are defending, you're help fighting those who don't believe in these things. In fact, Patriot Mobile is the only Christian conservative uh, wireless provider in America. Their mission statement, to passionately defend our God-given constitutional rights and freedoms and to glorify God always. So every time you subscribe, they use some of their profits to stand with you at school board meetings and everything else. It is really a remarkable company that will give you the same coverage, the same service, better customer service, and better prices. I don't know why you won't switch. Try it. Thousands in this audience are switching. It's patriotmobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. 972 Patriot. That's 972 Patriot or PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. So Blaze TV is debuting uh, debuting today, the second episode of our docu-series, Blaze Originals. This one, uh, I traveled to the quickly evolving Liberty County, Texas, one of the reddest states in Texas, or reddest uh, districts in Texas, to give you the real story of Colony Ridge. Colony Ridge is growing fast, extremely fast, at the rate of 200 family lots per week. And based on what I observed firsthand, the overwhelming percentage of residents are Spanish-speaking non-citizens. I spoke to the developer, John Harris. He told me about 35,000 people live there. Local officials, I said, no, no, no. It's at least twice that. Either way, there are going to be hundreds of thousands of people living on the outskirts of uh, Houston that are not citizens and do not speak English. Why is this important? You'll find out when you watch it. Go to uh, blazeoriginals.com, blazeoriginals.com. And you can use the promo code Colony Ridge and uh, watch it right now. It's on demand. BlazeOriginals.com. Sign up. Colony Ridge is your promo code, and you'll save 30 bucks off your annual subscription, and that will unlock all of the doors uh, so you can enjoy everything uh, that uh, Blaze TV and Blaze TV Plus has to offer. Um, do we have enough time? Sarah, we do. I want to play a clip uh, from the Blaze Original. This is. This is an interesting um, it's an interesting section in the documentary. I sat down with um, a couple of residents from Colony Ridge, and they talked about their pain. Uh, the development has caused them. They, they're not happy. Let's just put it that way. But the interview really kind of hit a climax when Sanchez sisters revealed how Colony Ridge is advertising to its potential residents. Listen to this. 
they aggressively advertise online and almost entirely in Spanish. So I'm just gonna put place one of the videos and do, do my best to translate it. Okay. Are you tired of paying that toxic rent from that same apartment? Change your habits. And you can be a, uh, a landowner with us very easily. Have a space like this. Where you can put your trailer or build the house of your dreams. If you want your home to be in three floors, you can do that. We're here to help you so that your family can live freely here in the USA. Now, um, the, the developer said, well, we, 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 you know, we advertise in Spanish, but we don't advertise, you know, in Latin America. Well, yes and no. The Internet is clearly without borders. However, there are some things that you can do to make sure that you are, have more access to Latin America and we'll We'll show you that. Um, and in the ads, they talk about coming to America, et cetera. Um, and at least really allude to it. I want to make sure I'm very careful on everything I'm saying here. We, we fact-checked absolutely everything. And you will see what happened when we reached out to the governor of the great state of Texas. Did he talk to us? We emailed we called, we wrote just in case he only does snail mail. Uh, we tried to contact him over and over and over again and never got a return call. Does it have anything to do with the money he accepted from the developer's brother? $1.4 million. Find out tonight and right now, Blaze TV On Demand. Glenn Beck. In the 1960s, 95% of the clothing Americans bought was made right here in the U.S. Now, 95, I'm sorry, 97% of it is made overseas. There is a company that is actually trying to change that. It's called American Giant. Two years ago, I met the founder and the president of the company. Um, he's a remarkable guy. I had him on my podcast. He created American Giant by rescuing a clothing factory that was about to shut down in North Carolina. They started producing quality American clothing with American-grown cotton and American workers. They retrained everybody, brought in the old mill, the old um, uh, fabric mills, brought the machines back that had been sold to Japan years ago so they can make that classic 1950s, 1960s hoodie that was unlike any hoodie or any sweatshirt ever. They have great clothing and the money stays here in the United States and more jobs are created. Buy American, American-Giant.com slash Glenn. That's American-Giant.com slash Glenn. Use my name and save 20% off your first order. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Um, I I just I have to uh, express some disgust 
for uh, journalists that have were caught on tape making assassination jokes about President Trump. One of the first things you learn when you're in the media is you never joke about that, ever. It's not funny. It's, It's something that the Secret Service will be all over you for. If you joke about it, they don't have a sense of humor about that, nor should we have a sense of humor about that. Yeah, we had an incident a few years ago where um, Glenn threatened my life and no one seemed to care about that. But when they thought it was mistaken, I guess, for uh, a threat against someone else. And we had uh, the Secret, Secret Service, Service visiting us. And, and the and Secret it, uh, Service came out and they said, look, we, we know. We know. We just have to check this out. Right. And which was fine. Um, yeah. However, I was a little concerned when the answer was, no, I was only at threatening Stu's life. And everyone was like, oh, oh. that's fine. <laughs> Oh, no big deal there. And we don't we don't joke about that. I mean, that is the one thing. I think it's probably the only line that we really have a hard mark yeah, on. Because, you know, look, we, we all know what has happened in our history. Yeah. You know, no one wants to play anywhere close to those lines. Yeah. And we don't we don't even joke about it off air. Never, never. Anyway, these reporters, here they are um, waiting for Trump to show up at the courthouse. Listen to this. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't thinking about that. Yeah. Like if he just pulls up like JFK. Like a JFK. <laughs> a Lincoln. Like, I think it's one time they did. No, I'm not. Oh. Maybe someone just like they told JFK. You know what you should do? You should take a convertible. <laughs> it's so nice out. Wow. I mean, it's it's a little hard to hear. And look, it, it, to not go too crazy here. They are joking, clearly. No one's going to actually try to assassinate uh, a presidential candidate out of Stu, this crew. We I don't think. completely agree. Imagine you and I no, were I off air. Well, that's the other line. These people right? would be fired. We'd be fired. We would be thrown out. Mm-hmm. Nobody would ever forgive us or let us work ever again. These are journalists doing yes. this. Not even people who are like wise-ass comedy talk show hosts, right? Yeah. Like this is like, yeah. these are supposedly journalists. journalists covering these stories accurately for you. Okay. But, are they? So here's something else the journalists uh, probably aren't uh, loving today. Uh, we have Fauci yesterday sat before the House Coronavirus Subcommittee for a seven-hour stretch of questioning about the pandemic response that he oversaw. Um, he said, well, um, actually, it's uh, not a conspiracy theory that Wuhan lab leak. Well, wait a minute. I thought it was. I thought you condemned that every step of the way. Why is it suddenly not a conspiracy theory? Then he also said the six-foot social distancing thing. Yeah, I mean, it, it really didn't, it didn't do anything. It wasn't based on any science. Oh, like we said. It's fascinating because there, I mean, these posters are everywhere still, and they were ubiquitous. The little stickers on the floor. The yeah, everywhere. Now, look, everyone knows the farther you stand away from someone is probably the less likely that you'll you catch something from them. But, like, they made it seem like the six-foot line was a force field, right? right? Like, you know, if you stand here and they're six feet away, don't worry. Everything's going to be fine. They told America that over and over and over and over again. And now it's like, ah, 
it wasn't really based on anything. Come on. We all know it wasn't based on anything, right? Well, I don't know. You, you spent. You how changed much, everybody's life. How much money did companies spend putting those signs up? I mean, I, billions of dollars, I bet, just to warn people to stay six feet apart. And at the end of the day, it wasn't really based on anything. Crazy. Then, uh, you know, we heard that the art gallerist that was tasked with selling uh, Hunter Biden's paintings, um, you know, met with President uh, Biden uh, and attended the wedding of the first family. Uh, so what, what happened in the meeting? What, 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 what was all that? And I, I thought nobody in the White House had anything to do with anybody that had anything to do with, uh, with Hunter Biden's art. Now, Hunter Biden, I think a case can be made that he's intentionally sabotaging his father. And I've said this from the beginning. Mm. Who leaves a laptop like that? Who mm-hmm. does that? Yes, you're a crack addict, but really, you just leave it there and you ignore the calls to come and get it? That doesn't seem right. But again, he's a crackhead. Um, same thing is going on. Who advised him not to show up for the subpoena and instead go to the Senate side and stand there and give a press conference a couple of weeks ago? Who advised him of that? That was a good idea. He, by doing so, he opened up yet another Pandora's box where the gold field, gold post can't even be seen anymore by the White House, where they're like, okay, well, he wasn't actually a part of his son's threesome. Uh, I mean, mean, it's it's crazy what he did. He's watching the whole time. (laughs) But he wasn't actually involved in it. Technically, it would have been a foursome if he jumped in. So So, anyway, uh, and then yesterday he walks in to the uh, to the the subcommittee hearing, the oversight hearing about holding him in contempt. He just walks in. Watch. Listen. To come answer the committee's questions under oath before the American people. This is the same time that they stand by the categorical non-compliance of Republican members of Congress, like Mr. Jordan, um, who have material information. So, unannounced, Hunter Biden and one guy who looks like an attorney, the other guy who honestly looks like a drug dealer. Our, I thought it was Larry Flint for a second. He, he just looks scummy, yeah. doesn't he? Mm-hmm. I mean, he might be the greatest guy ever. I don't know. But I'm judging that book by a cover right now. Um, and uh, they walk in. They sit there. They don't say anything. And then you start to have, you know, questions uh, coming at him uh, and, um, and saying, you know, you're a coward. And what are you doing? You're mocking this whole thing by yeah. showing up now when we're considering contempt and you're showing up now just to sit there and mock the proceeding. You are a coward. And he gets up and he walks out. It's interesting. I mean, I, I don't know what to think about it. He, he, it could be that he's, you know, trying to undercut his dad, but I don't know. I mean, it's not really consistent with a lot of the stuff he's doing. He's certainly very defensive of him in public. Uh, when he's asked, part of me thinks that he, I don't know, I feel like there's a s- situation where he was hoping all of this would go away, and he, you know, he'd write his book, he'd do his tell-all, he'd do his interviews, and it would be over, and he's a, he's a Democrat, and, 
And now this keeps getting escalated and he feels like no one's fighting for me. There's been reporting behind the scenes that he's frustrated at his dad and the administration who won't outwardly fight for him. They just keep saying, well, he's had his problems and, you know, but we love him. And he wants more than that. He wants a, you know, a visceral defense of him as a good person and someone who didn't do anything wrong. The old school Joe Biden, like what Joe Biden used to say, my son has done nothing wrong. You know, the old May 2023 Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. And as this has gotten worse and the the, election, or the, uh, the evidence has become much, much worse, you know, the, the White House has been more hesitant to come out. Now it's like, oh, well, what they're doing to him is cruel. That's all. Yeah. That's all. There. That's about as big yeah. a defense that the White House right. is giving now. Right. So, the the. the I mean, he could. They could be worried. It could be son. I have no son. Yeah, it could be that. I mean, they, have a, they have a granddaughter. It's like that's what, what they do with them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> granddaughter. Screw them. But I mean, I, I think there might. There's a part of Hunter Biden who's like, if you know, if they're not going to do it, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to allow myself to get rolled over by these people. I'm going to come out here and I'm going to make a spectacle of it. Yep. And he wants the attention. I don't know. I mean, look. I think he does. It's very possible too. He's just high on crack. Well, so that could be explaining his activity. Well, as he was walking out. The pool of press reporters were out on the other side of the door, and uh, one reporter shouted, what kind of crack do you normally smoke, Mr. Biden? Now, I didn't know that there were different makers of crack. I don't know a lot about crack. In fact, I know very little about crack. Um, But I mean, you've only done the few times, right? (laughs) But I, I didn't know. Is there like. A menthol crack? Uh, is there a mm-hmm. filtered crack? I, I mean, I assume there are there are brand names and they, and uh, right, you know, different you carriers. Like ask uh, for it by name. Like, <laughs> like the I El Chapo brand might be <laughs> yeah. the strongest. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, when you call up your crack dealer, do you go like, "I need crack," and he's like, "Duh, what brand of crack?" Isn't this the case with like pot? Like there's like a million different strains of it and like that you can, they all have like the, fa- uh, what was the movie? The Seth Rogue Pineapple Express. Isn't that one of them? I, 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 it's been a long as time. As you can tell, I'm a big drug <laughs> user. But like, you know. We both we were, I mean, I'm really cool too. Yeah. But um, I do remember that one movie from 10 years ago that had a, a pot reference in it. So, but I mean, I would assume, I mean, this is capitalism, right? At some level, like you're gonna have your really? different varieties. You got you got red velvet Oreos, you got regular Oreos, you got double stuffs, you got thins, you got goldens. I mean, you, there's a million different varieties of this stuff. And you're right, and and they are all Oreos in the end. <laughs> the end of the so, day, they're gonna right. make you. What fat. kind of Oreo do you like? Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. Um, <laughs> then another uh, reporter said, "What's your favorite type of crack?" Again, <laughs> the kind that gets you high. I mean, what is he supposed to say there? Uh, and finally, a reporter asked, are you on crack today? He didn't answer, uh, but his action showed uh, maybe, maybe very possibly. Yes. Let me take a moment to tell you about uh, Antoinette. She found out that she was pregnant and she realized she was in deep, deep trouble. She had no idea how she was going to raise a child on her own. So she did what society tells you to do. She began looking for an abortion clinic. Literally a miracle by the grace of God, she found a preborn clinic instead. She met her baby on ultrasound. When she saw the face and she heard the heartbeat, she broke down crying. And the nurse reminded her, babies are blessings. 
Choose life. She did. Her daughter's name is Treasure because she's a gift from God. There are millions of babies to be saved. Each one of these babies is a miracle. And every day, Preborn celebrates 200 miracles. $28 a month might be the difference between life and death of a child. When a mom meets her baby on an ultrasound and hears the heartbeat, it's a divine connection that doubles the baby's chance at life. So let's join together. Help moms choose life. Take care of them for up to two years after to make sure that we save not only the baby, but also mom. Pound 250 keyword baby or visit preborn.com slash Beck. That's preborn.com slash Beck. Sponsored by Preborn. Get even more Glenn. Subscribe to the Glenn Beck podcast anywhere podcasts are found. This is the Glenn Beck program. So the Biden administration uh, is announcing a new contractor rule. Uh, This is really good. Is it? Oh, it's so good. Well, they did it in California and everyone left, right and in the middle has called it an absolute disaster. But the U.S. Department of Labor is um, is going to answer to the uh, massive growth experienced by the gig economy. They think that. 36% of American workers, or about 57.2 million people before the pandemic, and now 73 million people after the pandemic, um, you shouldn't be able to work the way you want to in the gig economy. You shouldn't be able to drive that Uber. You shouldn't be able to make those decisions for yourself. No, 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 no. Um, They want to make it more difficult for companies uh, to treat workers as independent contractors rather than employees because uh, employees are generally entitled to more benefits and legal protections. Yeah, that's why companies don't hire a lot of people like that because the government regulations make it so expensive to hire and fire uh, and to provide for. So they go to gig workers and people now in this economy where people literally have up to five different jobs Many of them gigs. That's the only thing keeping them afloat. But screw you, 73 million people. He knows better than you do. Not Congress, but the Labor Department. So the Secretary of Labor is going to put this in. And, and this uh, is going to be a tough battle in the in Congress to pass a law like this. What will happen in the battle of Congress? Yeah. Will Republicans go along? Oh, wait, yeah, they no. don't have to do any of that? They're just going to pass it yeah, as no, a rule? It's, oh, no, okay, it's not great. a republic. It's not a republic anymore. Wait, wait, we used to have these things where we would have these big debates, and then they would go on the floor of the Senate, and they would blah, yeah. blah, 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 and we'd hear this whole thing. It would build up for months. Now it's just like, ah, let's pass a rule. Oh, you know, student loans, eh, we'll just, they're all exempt. Well, honestly, why do we even, why, and I mean this sincerely, with much respect to people like Chip Roy, why do we go out and vote for these representatives? When it comes to the budget, none of them have read the budget. None of them even know about the budget. It's just the four leaders of the House and the Senate. They get together, they cobble together a deal, and then they rush it to the floor and say, you got to vote by tomorrow or else. And nobody even reads it. 
it's you know in the olden days in 2008 when we wanted transparency and everything and i'm gonna pass a law where everybody has to read the bill within 72 hours uh uh-huh nobody reads it because nobody's allowed to see it mike lee was on today he said i don't even know what's in the budget they're negotiating but i'm not allowed to read it why can't i read what they're negotiating i could be for or against i can why am i not a part of this i don't know senator because we don't have a republic anymore. And now the, the Biden administration is pushing this through. It's going to go through the Labor Department, which will mean another Supreme Court decision. Will you be able to keep your job as a gig worker, driving Uber or whatever it is you do? Can you be a contract worker in America? Oh, no, says King Biden. That's not a republic. Hey, don't forget, the new documentary Blaze Original on Colony Ridge is out for Blaze TV Plus subscribers only. you got to watch it. The Glenn Beck Program.